attention friends, family members, co-workers, and random strangers. The following podcast includes filthy language, sexual content, and explicit personal stories. Please listen at your own risk, and we really recommend using headphones. All right, welcome back to Listen, You Beautiful Bitch. This is a shady self-help podcast for our younger selves. Uh, and we talk about shit and we talk about shit to our younger selves. I forgot what we say at the beginning of this. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Um, so I'm Katie. I'm Sandra. And I'm Hannah. And Susie's dead. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Susie's sick, and she can't come to the party. <laughs> she can't come to the party. <laughs> um, no, Susie's really sick and stuffy, and is taking a nap. So we miss her, and I hope she gets better. Susie's dead. <laughs> she passed away. We don't know where her body is. <laughs> so missing. This is now a true crime podcast where we find Susie's body. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how's everybody's week going my week's going great i went to a really awesome wedding in hilton head super fun they have some money so it was like sit down dinner everything you'd want in a wedding basically and it was a catholic wedding so that was a very new experience for me i've never been to one before so but it was great lots of standing and kneeling and Mm -hmm repeating things that you don't understand and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good experience. Good experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to a cookout at my in-laws this weekend, which is fun, but they don't drink, which is probably good for all of us. Honestly, I need a day of wholesomeness. Um, <laughs> but they are hella gluttonous. So we had some really delicious homemade ice cream and a lot of it. So, mm. you know, all about balance. And... Then yesterday I went to and had a pool day and got really, really, really drunk by the pool and sunburned and then watched Jason Siegel movies. So all in all, good day. Mm. Oh, and a goofy movie. We watched that too. Mm. Man, I just cleaned. Boring. Oh my God, I know. We finally finished everything in our house and now it's like putting everything back together and just cleaning up the piles and piles of dust mm. and Frasier hair just everywhere. So when are we having our painting party? Next Saturday. I hope you're ready. I'm so excited. I get to paint everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to have to leave that to you because I don't know how to do it without tape. Oh, like, no. Fuck just, tape. Yeah, no. just, that's all you. I'm just going to watch you do it for a little while. Okay. Yeah, girl. Just just watch me go. <laughs> this is my crack. I'm ready. <laughs> right. Okay, so some housekeeping stuff. Uh Last week, we started asking you guys to send us your kinky shit that you're into, and y'all is nasty, and we love it. (laughs) Y'all are some weirdos, um, but we're really into it. So we've got an anonymous form on our website that you can go to. There's a link on our Instagram, um, or you can just go to listenyoubeautifulbitch.com slash kinky and fill it in. There's literally no way for us to know who sends in what, um, and we're sending in our own anonymously, even though some of them are pretty obvious, Miss. Chris Evans. <laughs> Mrs. Chris Evans sent in her kink. 
Um, but we've, we've gotten some really interesting ones. And so we're excited to read some of our favorites. Um, we've also gotten some really weird ones that we may or may not read on the air because I don't, I don't know when, when does censorship stop on iTunes or on podcasts? What can't we talk about? I feel like if the E is there, it don't matter. Okay. Right. I mean, as long as it's legal, right? I think, yeah, I just think we probably shouldn't talk about like, hey, rape is my kink. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not acceptable. Yeah. We will find you. We'll trace your IP address somehow. <laughs> you weirdo. Mm. Um, but not really. Actually, I have no idea how to do that. So just don't send us anything illegal so we don't have to try and figure it out. Um, other than that, thank you guys for listening and commenting and engaging with us on social media and for sending us your weird stuff and showing us that you are listening. Um, we're just excited to have you all along for this really weird ride that we're on and just listen to us talk about our own weird stuff. Um, if you will, please continue to follow us on social media if you're not already. So that's LYBB underscore podcast on Instagram, Listen You Beautiful Bitch on Facebook. And then we have our website, listenyoubeautifulbitch.com. And our email is lybbpodcast at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And if you're out there and want to sponsor us in some way, shape, or form, please reach out. Thank you. Good job, Hannah. That was great. Thank you. It was really subtle, right? Mm. <laughs> so this episode, we decided to pick our favorite craft beers, aside from Katie, who doesn't like beer, which she didn't tell us until tonight. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. I'm mad at you. You I didn't. Mean, I, I, are you touching the dildo right now? I didn't think so. <laughs> no, we sent out a message. We're like, everybody likes craft beer, right? Like, just bring your own. And everybody's like, yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. You even, you engaged in that conversation. I don't love beer. I think we've talked about this before. I don't really, I don't really like beer. Just casual Katie, be in the wet blanket. <laughs> but I don't want to ruin everybody else's fun. And there are some beers that I don't mind that I was going to get, but I also can't drink. So I get it. That's fair. Hurt my feelings. I was just joking around, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> mostly. But Katie's beer was a green tea latte from Starbucks. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Iced. Iced. Light ice. Yes. Mm. Do you get it sweetened? It's the matcha green tea latte, and it comes perfect as it is. Mm. Sometimes the matcha at the bottom is like clumpy, so you got to stir it with a straw, or. You drink it a little bit, and then you like blow bubbles into the straw, and it mixes it itself. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> when I order those, I put peppermint in it Ooh. instead of the classic syrup. It's like it's delicious. Noted. <laughs> um, but yeah, the beer that I chose is my all-time favorite beer, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, their original Pale Ale. It's just freaking delicious. What? Sorry. I thought that we here was Mike at first. <laughs> I was like, God, Mike, what kind of voices are you making? So Mike is here listening this time with headphones on. He's being a very supportive husband. So thank you, baby. Now I just can't stop picturing that noise is coming from you. <laughs> Someone's weeding right now, like at fucking what eight what time is it? Who does this? Eight sixteen PM. I guess it's not as hot right now. I don't know it's time. Hannah, what are you drinking? All right. I'm drinking Birdsong Brewing Company's Jalapeno Pale Ale. So it is one of my favorite beers ever. It's kind of weird, but it's not spicy. Um, they use about 40 pounds, 90 pounds in their new system of jalapenos, fresh jalapenos in it. They take out all the seeds and stems, as you should. 
and it keeps it from being spicy. So it tastes like jalapenos. It's delicious, but it doesn't burn going down. And side note, it tastes really good with Cheez-Its, but it is my favorite beer. Do you bring Cheez-Its tonight? Uh, no, I thought there might still be some. I brought animal crackers. Different. <laughs> Those are different. <laughs> and Susie's drinking NyQuil. <laughs> so much NyQuil. But she's drinking it from the grave. <laughs> because we still can't find her body. Someone. Her clandestine grave. She's drinking NyQuil. <laughs> oh, great word. Thank you. Webster's over here. <laughs> Someone help us find her. <laughs> Cool. So those were our beers that we chose. Cheers. Us and and our... Susie. Cheers to Susie. Woo. RIP. <laughs> Poor Susie. <laughs> She's going to listen to this and be like, fuck you. Guys. I really hope she doesn't die. Like, I would feel awful. Oh, God. That would be the, one, it would be the worst thing ever anyway. But after us talking about it, yeah, it would be pretty shitty. Sorry. We would be top su- suspects <laughs> for sure. We're all going to jail. We said it she's in a clandestine grave they're gonna be like where the fuck is she we're literally each other's alibis right now and we're recording this not happening right should we get Susie to talk so they we can confirm that she's alive now that we're talking about our drinks let's talk about my favorite thing what we're crying about um i'm crying because it's really fucking hot already and it's not even june and my air conditioner can't keep up and i'm probably gonna have to buy a new one thousand dollars that i don't have so that sucks Mm. Yeah, the the boob sweat, the butt sweat, it's all so real right now. Mike understands. (laughs) The boob sweat is just terrible. I mean, I talked about my butt sweat last time, so everybody in the world already knows about that. But yeah, I was painting a bed frame today, and I was outside for like maybe 15 minutes. (laughs) I hope it caught that. (laughs) She's not dead. Susie coughing. She's alive. We can, we Someone her. found her. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she's just risen from the dead. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was outside for like 10 minutes, and it was just like fucking titty sweat. Just I mean, all the way around somehow. Like, how did it get to the back? I don't understand. <laughs> it's so fucking gross. Oh, God. I know. I bought some new bras, finally, um, from Third Love, who I totally recommend. And went to pull one out of the drawer today. I was like, is this my old bra? Because it's like totally sweaty at this point. Like I've only had them for a week. So I thought it was my old one. I was like, no, I've just already sweat all the way through these brand new fucking bras because I'm a monster person. Like Hmm. it's it was 97 degrees here yesterday and it's on May 26th. That's bullshit. Susie is obviously crying about being sick. Um, we assume that's what she would cry about if she were here. We're crying for. Mm. Um, and I'm crying. I had a hard time. Like I was driving over here and I was like, I really don't know what I'm crying about this week. I'm, I'm having a pretty decent week so mm. far. And then I hit a bird with my car. <laughs> that is what I'm crying about. Um, he flew right into my fucking windshield. And I was like, that's it. There we go. That's what I'm crying about is I murdered a bird on my way here today. Oh. He, I saw him and I like winced and someone else saw it. Like the opposite car, like they watched me murder that bird or suicide bird. It was awful. It was really bad. So I'll be thinking about that tonight. I need to check the hood of my or the roof of my car to make sure he's not stuck in the racks or anything because it's traumatizing. The cat would probably like it, right? So when I first got my driver's license, like literally the first time I was ever driving by myself, like after I dropped my mom off at home, I like was like, hey, I'm out of here. Driving down the road that I lived on and there was a pigeon sitting like just in the road 
and I was like, I was like, it's not moving, it's not moving. But I didn't hit it. I just drove over it with my car. So it just went under my car, and I was like, it's totally fine. I look out the back or the rearview mirror, fucking just feathers, just feathers, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, goddamn it. So, it I happens. did. I did that one time when I was living in California. Um, there was something in the middle of the road and I couldn't tell what it was. And so I just like aimed over it. And then right as I got in front of it and it was between my tires, like, so if it had stayed still, it would have been fine. It was a baby owl and it flew right into the undercarriage of my car. And so like, I look in the rear view mirror and it's like laying in the middle of the road and the car coming in the other direction, like pulls over and is like trying to resuscitate this owl. And I was just like, I just kept going. I'm like, that owl's dead, bro. (laughs) so bad but i got home and like i was legit depressed about it for the rest of the day i was like i just i killed that baby owl and then another time an owl flew into the side of my car that same car it was like the owl slayer i killed two owls in that jeep grand cherokee can you imagine performing cpr in an owl (laughs) (laughs) they literally like swerved off the side of the road it was like emergency mode and like ran into the middle of the road i'm like watching all this happen in my rearview mirror and i'm like peace man i'm i'm gone (laughs) bye because we're talking about hitting animals, <laughs> I'm going to tell a quick story. So my mom and I were driving on Amex Ferry Road in Chapin. It's a long, windy road. And um, there's deer everywhere. So it was raining. And this deer came out of nowhere. But we didn't know it was a deer because it came so fast that it hit. My mom was driving. And it hit her side <laughs> up front, like with the light. And all we heard was like. <laughs> like, because it happened so fast. Like it hit. Went up on top of the car like we heard the doom 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 like and then and landed i guess behind us and i'm like ah! and my mom's just silent like holding on to the steering wheel like just and then she was so good she just slowly pulled over and then she was like what was that and we thought it was a person because it was like just it we heard the screaming and we were like what the fuck was that and um it was dark outside, so this van pulled up behind us. It's a Time Warner cable van, and we were like, you know, we just thought they were checking on us, and we both get out of the car, and they're like, hey, you guys okay? And we're like, yeah, no, we're fine. Did you see where? What? And they were like, I've never seen a deer fly so high in my life. <laughs> and they had the damn deer in the back of their van. This is the beginning of a horror movie. Did they murder you guys after that? Like, Oh, no. They were just like, well, we're just going to take it home. This is like Southern. Like, they're going to go eat that deer make some deer jerky out of that (laughs) which is delicious just for the record so anyway that's my story (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna talk about i didn't know what i was gonna say either about what i was crying about and i just started to dig really deep and i shouldn't have gone where i went but then i was like i have to go back to work tomorrow it's memorial day weekend it was great it was a long weekend now i have to think about getting up early i'm gonna do that so yeah that's what i was crying about so yeah, I had to go back to work today, which kind of killed my vibe yesterday. And really, I might as well have taken today off. I was useless. Like, I got some stuff done, but uh, mentally I had checked out. So I'm like, all right, I'm here if you need me and I'll do whatever you need. But going to spend a lot of time pretending like I'm laying by the pool. So kind of a waste of a day. All right, so this week we're finally talking about the Enneagram personality test. So this was a listener request. Kristen requested that we look into our Enneagram personality types. Um, So a quick summary, very 
unofficial, unscientific summary of the Enneagram. Um, essentially, it's a personality test that says all people fall into nine personality types. And then those nine personality types all have different wings. Uh, it's debatable one or two, but the wings are essentially like the secondary personality type. So you have your primary personality type, your secondary personality type, and then it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. But people fall into one type and only one type. So they say, you know, if you tie or whatever, you need to do some research because you can't be two types equally. Um, so we took the test based on the book Road Back to You, An Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery. Another listener recommended that book, Bridget, who y'all have met. Um, so that's by Ian Morgan, Cron, and Suzanne Stabile. Uh, but there are tons of free Enneagram tests online that you can take. So I actually recommend taking multiple ones and seeing what comes up most consistently for you because I've taken multiples at different points in time and then come up with totally different results. Um, a few things when you're taking the assessment, make sure you're someplace relaxed. You're not in like a certain frame of mind. So the first time I took it, I was like waiting to meet a client. So I was in straight business mode. And so I came out like on the hardcore ambitious business side of things because that's just like the state of mind I was in. Um, they take anywhere from five minutes to 25 minutes. Um, and then there, if you go to the Enneagram Institute.com, you can take the official one, but I think it costs like 12 bucks or something like that. So I didn't do that. Um, so yeah, we took the one in this road back to you book and essentially we printed out all of the different uh, characteristics associated with each personality type and circled which ones applied to us and then just added up which of the nine types was most frequent for each of our personalities. So interestingly, Sandra and I both got type seven, Su or Susie got type four, mm -hmm. and Katie, you got six. Type six. Okay. So what we're going to do is read through each of our individual personality results, and then we'll touch on the other ones that we didn't get. Um, so if you think it sounds like you, you can look into it, read a little bit more about it and see if they know your life. But I thought, I don't know about you guys. I thought it was really interesting how accurate this ended up. Mm -hmm. Like as I was going through, I was like, oh shit, that's me. Like real hard. That's me. Yeah. No, reading through the seven, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm hmm. So yeah, they're real. I think it's really cool too. Sandra and I both have, we both tested as sevens and I think we are really different people in a lot of ways, but then that core strain of personality, it really did apply to both of us, mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. And then Katie, do you feel like the six was accurate for you? Yeah. When I was taking it, like just filling it out, I was like, okay, this is just anxiety, like <laughs> all this anxiety. And then I read the description of a six and it's just anxiety. So yeah, I think it fits. <laughs> all right. So Sandra and I tested as type seven, which is the enthusiast. Um, that's considered the busy variety seeking type who is spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered, which I think is pretty fair. Wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. I know I'm scattered, right? Girl, same. Good. Um, so type seven in brief. Sevens are extroverted, optimistic, versatile, and spontaneous. They are playful, high-spirited, and practical. They can also misapply their many talents, becoming overextended, scattered, and undisciplined. You want to pause there and... Oh, impulsiveness. 
Yep. <laughs> that one. That one I relate to 100%. I'm like, someone's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yes, I do. Let's go. Let's go murder someone. I'm down. <laughs> so to give that some context. That that's where Susie went. <laughs> to give that some context, they typically typically have problems with impatience and impulsiveness. <laughs> At their best, they focus on their talents. No, they focus their talents on worthwhile goals, becoming appreciative, joyous, and satisfied. So, at our best, there we go. Our basic fear is of being deprived or in pain. I'm assuming more emotional pain than physical pain. Like, it's I mean, more... I would hate to be in physical pain too. Well, yeah, me too. But I, I'm worried less about that than emotional pain. Oh, see, I, I mean, I'd be terrified if I got stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'd rather be depressed than get stabbed. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. No, I, this is actually interesting. Like, I would almost choose physical pain over emotional pain. Like, if that means I can avoid shit. Like, well, it's like getting a tattoo. Honestly. Like, that hurts like a motherfucker, but it's a good distraction. And that's the whole, like, type that we fall into is, like, distracting ourselves from negative feelings or emotions, which I think is really interesting. Okay, so for sevens, our basic desires are to be satisfied and content and to have our needs fulfilled. I feel like that's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, it's pretty generic. Right? So, well, actually, Sandra is, she tested as an Enneagram 7 with a six wing, which is considered the entertainer, which I feel like is super appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the other readings that I did about type sevens are that if things get uncomfortable, then... A type seven will literally try and entertain their way out of it, like to make everybody happy and distracted. Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar? 100%. <laughs> Even when it's inappropriate, sometimes they'll just be over the top, exuberant, like trying said, to lighten the mood. I murdered people. So, <laughs> like that. <laughs> I have not. What have you not? Murdered people. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. We're. I tested as the Enneagram 7 with an 8 wing, which is the realist. Um, so type 8, which we'll get into, is called the challenger. Um, so they tend to be more strong-willed and decisive and confrontational. I don't think I'm especially confrontational by any means, but mm -mm. I'm not as uh, anxious as a type 6, oh God. essentially. <laughs> so like Sandra's entertainment side comes from the anxiety of people being uncomfortable so she does whatever she can to make them laugh i'll do whatever i can <laughs> whereas type eight it's like okay i want to be more in control of this situation and so eights lean towards control which i think is really interesting hmm. yeah i agree okay so seven's key motivations want to maintain their freedom and happiness to avoid missing out on worthwhile experiences and to keep themselves excited and occupied to avoid and discharge pain mm-hmm mm-hmm so, yeah. If I'm ever having anxiety for whatever reason, I just got to go do something. I can't just sit and wallow. I got to go like, yeah, keep my mind busy. Is that what that, that's basically what I was saying? Yes. That's yeah. what I need to do. Well, yeah. The maintain their freedom really resonated with me. As soon as I start feeling caged in or back, like stuck in something, I'm just like, nope, got to go. Got to, <laughs> got to be independent. I, I'm my own person. That kind of thing. And so that one really resonated with me. Like, uh, I, I'm just going to distract myself real hard right now. 
So if you look up an Enneagram, it's got this diagram, right? That has a bunch of arrows on it. And so your core personality type will have two arrows pointing away from it. So for sevens, when we're moving in our direction of stress, we suddenly become perfectionistic and critical, similar to personality type one. So kind of in a negative way, like if we're, we're stressed out, we become perfectionists. Um, but when we're moving in our direction of growth, uh, we become more focused and fascinated by life, like a healthy version of a five personality type. I don't know if you test as a five, apparently focused and fascinated by life is one of your better qualities. So, so some examples of people who are type sevens who are important, not that we aren't. <laughs> First one that I can 100% relate to is Thomas Jefferson. I feel, <laughs> I feel like him and I really go hand in hand like we could have been related I think you've always reminded me of Thomas Jefferson I tell everybody that He's, as soon as I describe him like have you met Sandra she's a lot like Thomas Jefferson mm. but then also mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy yes <laughs> also like John F. Kennedy <laughs> Joe Biden I'm there with him too <laughs> uh yeah some other ones that we can totally relate to Miley Cyrus Russell Brand Steven Spielberg George Clooney, obviously. Uh, Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone on here that you were like, I am with that? Um, I was really excited to see Amelia Earhart and Robin Williams on there, um, which Robin Williams, I think, is an example of like the negative side of a seven. So it's considered an enthusiast. But if if you move towards like the unhealthy end is when you get like crazy depressive. Mm. And that's so like... I thought it was really interesting with him. Everybody's like, oh, he's so happy. Every, you know, like he's constantly finding these things to laugh about. But really, it was a way to like hide much deeper issues that he was having. So I thought that was really interesting. I miss him. I know. I didn't really think I was into celebrities. Maybe he's mine. We were talking about celebrities that we really liked, like an inordinate amount. And I felt that like when he when he died, I felt that way more than I expected to. So sad. I know I loved him. R.I.P. Robin Williams and Susie. Um, <laughs> Together in heaven. That's me making a joke as a seven. <laughs> okay, so some things that Sandra and I um, underlined as we were going through and like reading this. Let's see, sevens doo -doo 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 -doo, have excellent mind and body coordination and manual dexterity. So like piano playing, which Sandra does. Me. Yep. Typewriting. I'm a very fast typer. I am know. too. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then also they tend to be fast learners, uh, intelligent, but not studious. I feel like that works for me. Like I hated school, but I wasn't bad at it. Like, but I, I never enjoyed it. I didn't want to be there. Not a studious person, but I was still able to absorb information quickly. I feel like I'm intelligent. Definitely intelligent. But I hated studying. Mm-hmm. I hate all that because it slows us down <laughs> no seriously like it slows us down like i don't want to focus on that mm -mm. no no thank you sevens can be out of touch with the inner guidance and support of their essential nature okay which essentially what's they don't feel like they can find what they really want in life is what that means which that resonated with me i don't know what the fuck i want out of my maybe job is what we're talking about here mike yeah, I mean, it could be, well, that's the thing, it can be, let's see, financial, let's see, 
do. They tend to make, let's see, in the pursuit of whatever seems to offer freedom and satisfaction, sevens tend to make worse choices and they are less able to be satisfied because everything is experienced indirectly through a dense filter of their fast-paced mental activity. Um, the result is that sevens end up anxious, frustrated, and enraged with fewer resources avail available to them financially. They may end up ruining their health, their relationships, and their finances in their search for happiness. That's at their worst. So it's not all sunshine and rainbows, even though we're happy little enthusiast, optimistic types. Mm. Um, at our best, sevens are extremely optimistic people, exuberant and upbeat. Uh, they're endowed with an abundant vitality and desire to fully participate in their lives each day. They're naturally cheerful and good-humored, not taking themselves too seriously or anything else for that matter. As we've seen, the basic desire of sevens is to be satisfied, happy, and fulfilled. And when they are balanced within themselves, their joy and enthusiasm for life naturally affects everyone around them. So yeah, all in all, like it sounds like if we can balance it out, it's pretty happy personality type overall looking for the positives one thing i thought was really interesting is that type seven is the most likely to be addicted so it's the most addictive personality yeah i could see it like yeah if i didn't have that intelligence up there <laughs> i can be a straight up alcoholic and be doing so many other things it's just constantly seeking that new experience and so some of the things i read well one i saw a study that like associated the personality types with the seven deadly sins. And so type seven was gluttony. And it's because we're just constantly taking in new experiences and want to try everything and do everything. Eat um, more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I seriously, eat like, more. I want to taste everything. I want to <laughs> try all the flavors. Um, and then more likely to be addicted to alcohol and uppers, not so much depressants. And I also read that they're more likely to be addicted to cosmetic surgery and porn, of all things. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. Definitely the uppers in alcohol, but... Cosmetic surgery and porn. No. I don't know. I mean, I guess compared to the other types, mm. like the people who get cosmetic surgery and have porn addictions are... There's a higher percentage or concentration of type 7 personalities. Maybe if I had a ton of money. Maybe. For the cosmetics. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I don't know there. either. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, type seven. Cheers. Cheers to and being addicted. Addicted <laughs> and happy about it. Okay, that's us. So I am a type six, the loyalist. Um, in brief, type sixes are engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. I don't think I'm very engaging. I'm not very responsible. Anxious and suspicious, 10 out of 10. Um, so the committed security oriented type, that's a six, sixes are reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy, not hardworking. <clears throat> I disagree. Just, when you're excited about something, like you've worked really hard towards your podcasts. And I mean, you did this. You started this. I guess it has to be something I'm interested in. Yeah. Otherwise, I just, I literally don't care. Because I'll be <clears throat> interested in something and then I don't go for it. You went for it. True. Yeah. Cheer up. Okay. Is self-deprecating? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're excellent troubleshooters. They foresee problems and foster cooperation, but can also become defensive, evasious, uh, uh, evasive, and anxious, running on the stress while complaining about it. Oh, yeah. They can be cautious and indecisive, but also reactive, defiant, and rebellious. They typically have problems with self-doubt and suspicion. At their best, internally stable, self-reliant, courageously championing themselves and others. 
Their basic fear is being without support or guidance, and their desire is to have security and support. So, so pause. How do you feel about this description is you, <laughs> all in all? I mean, I can definitely relate. I don't think I've ever been, this is hit, self-doubt and anxiety. I don't know that I've ever been at my best where I feel internally stable or self-reliant and courageously championing myself. But I think I can do that for others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, running on stress while complaining about it, that's me. Uh, their key motivation is to have security and feel supported, to have certitude and reassurance, and to test the attitudes of others toward them and to fight against anxiety and security. <clears throat> I definitely relate to that, the test attitudes of others towards them, because I feel like I'm always like, are you mad at me? <laughs> are y'all mad at me? I'm like, just, you know, whatever. So some examples of sixes. And I'll start with the bad because I feel like they were <laughs> extra bad. Uh, Alex Jones, Newt Gingrich, Rush Limbaugh, George H.W. Bush, Aww. and George Costanza. We've also got Mel Gibson, David Letterman, Frodo Baggins. <laughs> totally relate. Hairy feet and all. Um, Tom Hanks. Ellen, Princess Diana, Prince Harry, uh, Robert F. Kennedy. So I'm hanging out with you guys, kind of. You really felt that one, didn't you? Robert F. Kennedy? Mm. I really did. Right. I like him. All righty. So some more type six overview. Uh, Just some things I picked out. Their beliefs may be rebellious and anti-authoritarian, which, yes, if I know my dad likes it, I fucking hate it. Um, they do not want to be abandoned or left without support. I have anxiety about separation anxiety. Wait, I have separation anxiety. You have anxiety about separation anxiety. <laughs> I get anxious about having anxiety. Um, so, yeah, sixes have a failure of self-confidence. Ding, ding, ding. Um, they also have the most trouble... Cont- uh, God. They also have the most trouble reading out loud from a fucking piece of paper and <laughs> contacting their own inner guidance. As a result, they do not have confidence in their own minds and judgments. And this really stuck out because I've been trying to meditate and I can't. Like, I can't fucking do it. I can't align my chakras. I should have bought those candles in Virginia. I can't do it. From the rude tarot girl? <laughs> from the rude tarot girl. I should have bought them. Um, but yeah, no, like I doubt everything and I can't like I can't make a decision. Like my house didn't have shit in it for like two years because I was just like I couldn't decide like what I wanted. Um, so it didn't have anything on the walls. Like it was just like and then that made me anxious because I was like, where house is ugly, which led to a breakdown in home goods because <laughs> I was just overwhelmed with the style choices like. Do I want to look like I live at the beach? Everything here is the beach. I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> did you um, cry in Home Goods? I know I really did cry. Like Ryan had to like take me outside. <laughs> he was like, "It doesn't matter. Like our house is fine." And I'm like, "No, it's not. Jennifer's house has bunnies on the wall, and mine doesn't have anything." <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Whatever. Bunnies suck. Yeah. Well, it was a really cute so picture tile. of a bunny. <laughs> bunnies. <laughs> bunnies. <suck. laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what brought that on is my friend Jen had just moved into this like really beautiful house and she had bought and bought and she had bought this <laughs> painting of this bunny and hung it up. I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. And then I was like, fuck, my house doesn't have any bunnies. <laughs> like, <laughs> and there's no bunnies. I like, need me some bunnies. Yeah. So 
Well, to make you feel better, the first time I got to your your place, I was like, this is so adorable. Well, well that was after the tears. That was at that was like after I'd picked a style choice. So that was post anxiety decorating that we saw. Yes. You rose. Hmm? You rose from I rose from the ashes mm-hmm. of that terrible experience at Home Goods and uh, like a phoenix <laughs> <laughs> decorated my <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> so also worrying is another thing that sixes do and I do that all the time. Um so I'm a wing six. Mm-hmm. I worry all the fucking time. Yeah. So I'm going to hold your arm. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. Support her through this. Support group. Yeah. So it says uh, sixes feel that they need to have sufficient backup so they can move forward with some degree of confidence. And I noticed like I couldn't even pick a pair of shoes to wear to the wedding this weekend without being like, which ones do you guys think? And then not only that, I tried on all of my shoes in front of Ryan. And I was like, which ones? And he was like, like, they look all the same to me. Like, I don't care. And I'm like, yeah, but which ones look least stupid? Because <laughs> that's just my first instinct. It's like everything I do is stupid. Like, self-doubt. <clears throat> Always uneasy and waiting for the other shoe to drop. Again, with the worrying. They do that all the time. Uh, and they want to feel that there is something solid and clear-cut in their lives. They can become attracted to ans- explanations or positions that seem to explain their situation. That also stood out to me because I am constantly on Reddit or WebMD trying to figure out what is fucking wrong with me. <laughs> Girl, you have anxiety. That is what's wrong with you. <laughs> oh, I know. Katie, I do the same thing. And then I'm like doing it and then I'm like, oh my God, I have schizophrenia. I'll like find, like that'll pop up and I'm like, I'm schizophrenic. Fine. So this like, I mean, I do this all the time. Like, especially like, on reddit now i'm like on all the fertility boards and i'm like i got polycystic ovarian syndrome i've got endometriosis i'm gonna have to have fucking iui and i'm gonna have to take 17 rounds of fucking trigger shots and oh god like (laughs) this is me even though like it's even though it's not like i know it's not my brain i'm just like oh fuck okay so this goes to my type 7 avoiding all negativity thing i've literally never been on webmd I'm like, I'd rather not know. If it kills me, it kills me. I don't want to know. I'm just going to focus on how good I'm feeling. I don't need to know what my symptoms mean. Like a while back, I had like this weird like tooth thing. And I'm like, I should go to the dentist. But I'll just wait it out and see what happens. And just ignore all the negativity around me until it goes away. <laughs> Last Thursday, I was having like weird cramping. And I was burping a lot. <laughs> I was yawning a lot. And I typed in to Google, cramping, burping, yawning. <laughs> and then it was like gastric reflex. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then they were like, if you're pregnant, you could have gastric reflex. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I like <laughs> came home, did a pregnancy test, negative, And I'm like, well, what does it mean, though? <laughs> what is it? It means you ate Taco Bell late at night. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired and gassy, okay? That's what. <laughs> no, I'm sitting there in my car at a stoplight, googling it. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah. Hashtag proud. <laughs> so, part of, um, I guess, the average level of type six, so level five. Um, it says to resist the having more demands made on them, they react against others passive aggressively. 
uh, they can become evasive, indecisive, precautious, precautious, God damn it, cautious, pro- or procrastinate. <laughs> and I do Hannah's procrastination thing where I'm like, something's wrong with me. I'm going to ignore it. But then instead of just being like, whatever, I'm like, I'm ignoring it. It's getting worse. Like with my tooth, be like, so my tooth has a tumor. I'm just going to ignore it until it kills me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. I mean, fuck, I can't afford my deductible. So I'm just dead. That's what I, I yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, and I focus on the practicality <laughs> things. I'm like, well, something's wrong in there. I'm like, just going to gargle with peroxide for a few days. And practically, if something, if it's mild, it'll go away. And you know what? It did. So I'm also basically a doctor. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. My mouth feels great. <laughs> so I was reading the addictions part. And at first I wrote, nope. But also definitely yes. Uh, <laughs> so it says addictions. Rigidity in diet causes nutritional imbalances, i.e. I don't like vegetables. Working excessively, uh, caffeine and amphetamines for stamina, but also alcohol and depressants to deaden anxiety. Duh. Heightened susceptibility to alcohol. Hi- blah, start over. Higher susceptibility to alcoholism than many other types. <laughs> the rigidity in diet is kind of because, I mean, like, I don't like pizza, but I will eat pizza. I don't like beer, but I will drink beer. Does that count? Yes, but also remember our weight episode, like you were oh, yeah. essentially anorexic for years, like yeah, 400 calories a day. Like that's extreme yeah. rigidity. That is true. But that's not, I'm not really like that now. No, so. I think that was probably definitely the less healthy yeah. end of the spectrum for you. You were at your level true. nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very destructive. Very anxious then. God. Um. I do get addicted to, like, stuff, though. And I think that comes with, like, working excessively <clears throat> because I'll get, like, into something and then that's, like, all I want to do. And I have to have, like, all the parts and pieces to that thing. Like, when I started crochet, it wasn't just, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, fucking crochet with some fucking funk-ass yarn. And I was, like, mm, I got to have every color. I got to have every hook. And all I want to do is this. Or, like, when I was really like really into reading like all i did was read like from the time i got up to the time i went to bed mm-hmm. it was like read and then i would like obsessively like collect books to read later does that make sense yeah i'm wondering what the motivation behind that was though like the the deeper it, motivation oh it's so i never run out <laughs> i always have like oh something to read or i'll never need to buy brown yarn because i have 700 colors <laughs> of brown all right so. something to keep you busy yeah but okay. then I also feel like I don't have enough. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to run out. So I don't know if that's part of it. I've, I've mm-hmm. always felt like I didn't have a very addictive personality. But then, like, going through, I'm like, maybe I do. Because I'll get addicted to, like, working. Like, I'm like, I have to work. I have to, like, finish this. I want to take on this new project. I want, like, I'll work 60, 80 hours a week if things are really stressful. And so I think that's kind of where my addiction manifests itself. Whereas, like, I'm, I'm just a social drinker. I don't drink at home, anything like that. Now, don't get me wrong. When I am drinking, I don't stop anytime soon. So Same. <laughs> that's, that's kind of like it's an all or nothing type situation. But, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. So the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, you know, I guess I do have addictive tendencies. It just they don't manifest themselves necessarily with substances. But all right. So Susie, again, is dying upstairs. We've I don't know if you've heard her coughing. Have we been able to pick up any of that? Probably not. Okay. I wish. <laughs> but she tested as type four with a wing five, which is considered the bohemian, which totally fits Susie. I don't know if y'all think so. 
Like she's our little bohemian princess. Mm -hmm. Um, So in brief, since she's not here to explain things that resonate with her, we're just going to go through the basic and anyone who knows Susie can kind of form their own conclusions. So type four is the individualist. It's a sensitive, introspective type. They're expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Sorry, Susie. (laughs) It sounds mean when you say it like that. Um, So in brief, fours are self-aware, sensitive, and reserved. They're emotionally honest, creative, and personal, but can also be moody and self-conscious. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, they can also feel disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. At their best, inspire they are inspired and highly creative to renew themselves and transform their experiences. I feel like that's pretty yeah, mm-hmm. pretty accurate for what we know about Susie. Um, so basic fear, they have no identity or personal significance. So being boring or like everyone else. Basic desire is to find themselves and their significance and to create an identity. If you're an Enneagram four with a three wing, they call that the aristocrat. I don't know what that means. And then Enneagram four with a five wing is the bohemian, which I do feel like fits Susie. Mm -hmm. She's very unique. Um, Key motivations want to express themselves and their individuality to create and surround themselves with beauty, to maintain certain moods and feelings, to withdraw, to protect their self image, to take care of emotional needs before attending to anything else and to attract a rescuer. Again, she's not here to give her opinion, but I don't think it's crazy off or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the meanings of the arrows in brief. So again, back to that diagram, um, when moving in the direction of stress, aloof fours suddenly become over-involved and clingy like a unhealthy two. However, when moving in their direction of growth, the um, envious, emotionally turbulent fours become more objective and principled like healthy ones. And then some examples of famous type four personalities we've got frederick fucking chopin um tchaikovsky lots of composers uh jackie kennedy onassis so there's another kennedy edgar Allan poe virginia wolf and frank jd salinger frida kahlo hank williams i'm just going really quickly through here paul simon analytics prince sarah <laughs> mclaughlin alanis morissette florence and the machine florence from florence and the machine amy winehouse marlon brando tattoo artist kat von d and the magician Chris Angel and Winona Ryder. <laughs> Chris Angel. And Nicolas Cage. And Stevie Nicks. <laughs> and Johnny Depp. There are a lot of cool fours out there. Okay. Yeah, cool <laughs> All right. That's interesting. I know. I think that's pretty spot mm-hmm. on. I, I know. I'm, I'm interested. We'll have to do a little quick housekeeping next week when Susie's back with us so she can tell us if, if someone she... finds her body. Yep. Yeah. If Susie is still with us next week. Here's hoping. Okay, so we'll just start with, what, one? Mm-hmm. Who has one? And we'll just go through all of them in brief. And if this resonates with you, look up more about it because we're not we're not spending a whole lot more time on this. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are a one, I are. Sandra knows. You okay. are the reformer, okay? You're the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and you're a perfectionist. So your basic fear of being corrupt and defective. I fear that. <laughs> <laughs> Your basic desire is to be good, to have integrity, and to be balanced. So ones are conscientious. That's a word that, is a word. that I pronounced correctly. <laughs> and ethical. 
with a strong sense of right and wrong. They are teachers. Oh, might. <laughs> Crusaders. Oh, might. And advocates. Might. I'm sorry. I just can't tell. <laughs> and advocates for change. Always striving to improve things, but afraid of making a mistake. They're well-organized, orderly, and fastidious. They try to maintain high standards, but can slip into being critical and a perfectionist. Some of their key motivations are they want to be right, to strive higher and improve everything, to be consistent with their ideals, to justify themselves, to be beyond criticism so as not to be condemned by anyone. Cool. So some of the examples of once, I mean, obviously Joan of Arc, Pope John Paul II, Prince Charles, Kate Middleton, Michelle Obama, oh, Hillary Clinton, Al Gore. Lots of politicians up in here. Mm, The Duchess of Cambridge. Isn't that Kate Middleton? (laughs) Princess Kate. That's her. Oh, they have it in a separate area on here. They have it twice? Just websites. (laughs) Dope. Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. Osama bin Laden. Cool. I can't believe he made the list. <laughs> no. Like, what a dick, right? And George Costanza and Frodo Baggins. Really? Man, a who's who? Huh? How the hell is Osama bin Laden on this? I don't know who. who what kind of terrorist is. website is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into more relevant people. Celine Dion, Jerry Seinfeld, Tina Fey, mm, Jane Fonda, Meryl Streep, Harrison Ford, and Mary Poppins. Oh, nice. So. If you're one out there, just know you and Osama could have been pals. I have number two, the helper. If you're a two, you're generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. Uh, Your basic fears are being unwanted, unworthy of being loved. Your basic desire is being loved. Uh, If you have a one wing, you're the servant. And if you have the three wing, you're the host slash hostess. Your key motivations are wanting to be loved, expressing your feelings for others, to be needed and appreciated, and to get others to respond to them, to vindicate their claims about themselves. Some examples of twos are Nancy Reagan, Eleanor Roosevelt, Monica Lewinsky, yeah, uh, Ann Landers. Don't know who that is. <laughs> she felt like you needed to say it, and I you respect know, that. Well, I was really just going to read down the list of a couple, but uh, we got Mary Kay Ash, founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics, uh, Richard Simmons, little shorty shorts himself, Stevie Wonder, Barry Manilow, Dolly Parton, our fave. Um, the music of Journey is listed as, <laughs> okay. as a two. They're helpful. Uh, Kenny G, John Boy Walton. <laughs> <laughs> good night john boy yeah good night john boy and um martin sheen okay so so the actual instruments took this test from journey <laughs> Journey's it says music of journey yeah so yeah they did okay yeah. <laughs> they're the helpers man and then uh, all right so number three type three is the achiever um they're success oriented pragmatic type They're adaptable, excelling, driven, and image conscious. See, their basic fear is of being worthless, and their basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. An Enneagram 3 with a two-wing is the charmer, and with a four-wing is the professional. Um, Their key motivations, they want to be affirmed, to distinguish themselves from others, to have attention, to be admired, and to impress others. 
And then a few examples are Augustus Caesar, Bill Clinton, Carl Lewis, Muhammad Ali, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, Bernie Madoff, Will Smith, (laughs) Reese Witherspoon. I'm literally just like looking randomly here. Kevin Spacey, Ryan Seacrest, Mad Men's Don Draper, and Glee's Rachel Berry. So Mm. lots of high achievers. Taylor Swift's in there. Lady Gaga's in there. John Bon Jovi's in there. Whitney Houston's in there. Okay. All right. Number five, you're the investigator. So this was was mine and Susie's wing characteristic. Uh, If you are a type five, you are perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Your basic fear is being useless, helpless, or incapable. Basic desire to be capable and competent. Um, if you have a four wing, you're the iconalist. I guess is that word. I don't know. I've never seen it before. Uh, if you are a five with a six wing, you're the problem solver. Your key motivation is you want to possess knowledge to understand the environment, to have everything figured out as a way of defending yourself from threats from the environment. And then I marked that as how I deal with my anxiety, a la Reddit and WebMD. But that just makes me more anxious, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> some popular examples of fives you got Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, Jane Goodall, uh, Kurt Cobain, John Cage. I don't know who that is either. Trent Reznor, <laughs> John Cage. You don't know? Mm-mm, don't know him. Why do you keep saying names you don't know? I don't know. I just read the list Alfred Hitchcock, Tom York from Radiohead, Bobby Fisher. Where is he? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, ooh, X Files is Fox Mulder and oh, Dr. We... Gregory House. Okay. Two of my faves for reals. Uh, you also got James Joyce and Jean Paul Sorte. Sorte. Whatever. Cool. I'm from South Carolina and can't read good. <laughs> That's that South Carolina education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we went through six and seven already since Katie's a six and Sandra and I are seven. So type eight is the challenger. Uh, the powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. So this is my wing here. Um, basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. I relate to that. Don't control me. Uh, basic desire is to protect themselves and to be in control of their own life and destiny. Again, I relate to that. Um, an Enneagram 8 with a 7 wing is the Maverick. And an Enneagram 8 with a 9 wing is the Bear. Henry tested as the Bear, just for the record. Hmm. Um, key motivations is to want to be self-reliant, to prove their strength and resist weakness, to be important in their world, to dominate the environment and to stay in control of their situation. So a few famous type eights are Franklin Roosevelt, Winston Churchill, Fidel Castro, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Donald Trump, Ernest Hemingway, Norman Mailer, Serena Williams, Aretha Franklin, Roseanne Barr, Alec Baldwin, lots of Republicans, man. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Dr. Phil, <laughs> Paul Newman, Clint Eastwood. There you go. So, yeah, I would so, say I'm more of a bear than anything else. <laughs> that is why I started my sh- TV show. Is that your Dr. Phil impersonation? Did you get it? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and Sandra's the entertainer, if we need to remind you. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so last but not least, right? Mm-hmm. Number nine. The peacemaker. So this easygoing, self-effacing type is receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. What's that like? Girl, you just wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm feeling my Sierra Nevada. 
Nines are accepting, they're trusting, and they're stable. They are usually creative, optimistic, and supportive. Not really, though, because they're not a seven. (laughs) But they can also be too willing to go along with others to keep the peace. They want everything to go smoothly and be without conflict. But they can also tend to be complacent, simplifying their problems and minimizing anything that is upsetting. At their best. Holy shit, that's a word I don't know. (laughs) Sound it out, Sandra. Um, Indomitable? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Unable to be dominated? Correct. Well, see, you got dominable, which means you can be dominated. In means not. I'll cut that. (laughs) So at their best, (laughs) they're indomitable, which means they can't be dominated. And they're all embracing, okay? They are able to bring people together and heal all the conflicts. So their basic fear, they don't want to have any loss or separation, which I get, nine. Their basic desire is to have inner stability, a peace of mind. So a nine with an eight wing is called the referee. <laughs> a nine with a one wing is called the dreamer. Their key motivations are they want to create harmony in their environment. To avoid conflicts and tension, to preserve things as they are, and to resist whatever would upset or disturb them. Some examples of a nine are Claude Monet, Abraham Lincoln, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush. Okay. Is an, a uh, peacemaker, he, huh? He's, he's, he really? was in... What? Again, this website is for terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised is all. And John F. Kennedy is on here, and I'm a little pissed because... He Wasn't was, he on he ours, was a too? seven. He's not supposed to be a nine. Nine's trying to be a seven, but they're this not. Is, this is the fucking Enneagram <laughs> Institute that we're getting this from. Get your shit together, man. Mm, Walt Disney, James Taylor, Janet Jackson, Jack yep. Johnson, Gary Cooper. Oh, I believe <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Oh, I believe that one. He seems like quintessential. And then these are together, Homer and Marge Simpson. <laughs> They're in a quotation together. Have they have they met Homer Simpson? <laughs> They're apparently both nines. And I would say the referees. You're probably right. They're not dreamers. <laughs> I think my dog Crackers is a referee. Oh, Crackers. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> What everything I was saying, you were like, oh, crackers would feel that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to challenge our listeners to go out there and figure out which number you are mm-hmm. and, you know, let us know how you feel about it, post about it, tag us in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Give yourself an identity that you never had before. Sandra got real southern preacher on us right there. <laughs> oh, anyway, let's um, move on.org. <laughs> <laughs> We're not drunk. You're drunk. (laughs) So are we done talking about the Enneagram thing? That sounds like Instagram and people are going to get confused about it. (laughs) Kristen, I hope you're happy. We're done. Kristen, you better be fucking happy. What is Kristen's type? (laughs) Mm, I don't remember. Kristen, if you don't tag us after we did all this for you. Should I call her? Can we call her? Yeah. You're still recording, right? Yeah. Because like she'll probably answer because she'll probably think I'm dying because I never call her. Hey, Kristen. Hey. I just wanted you to be aware that we just finished recording our Enneagram podcast tonight. Yay! Yeah. And you are currently being recorded because I, we, I and we want to know 
which number you are. I'm a type two. She's a type two. Let's get back to that. I don't remember when that, what that one was. The helper. You're, oh, you're the helper. Oh, that fits. <laughs> what, what's your wings? What are your wings? So, I think eight. I think type two wing eight. I don't have that one on the list. This website's <laughs> bullshit. No, they usually follow Jason. That's the thing. <laughs> We've got the host, which is wing three, or wing one, the servant. Okay. All right. Well, we were just curious. So curious like a cat. <laughs> what website are you guys using? Uh, the Enneagram Institute. Like the one that came up with the actual test. Hmm. I know. Sounds right? legit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is pretty like legit. It. So they make you pay to take the test. So that seems. But we didn't pay. What? Fuck. No, we didn't pay. Okay. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like this. They're the ones that publish all the Enneagram books and. They're like the official Enneagram source. Right. Yeah. Cool. I, might be telling, I don't think I really have a wing, honestly. I, I took a few different tests and I got two every time and I got a wing for like one of them. I think you got some wings. You can fly high. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so thank you for giving us this idea because it's been really fun to talk about. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Kristen. Have a good night. Yay. Miss Two. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Moving on to what we're loving sorry. this week. Yes, bitch. Sorry. That's what you put <laughs> on just here. So sorry. What? Totally clapped into the microphone. It's major faux pas. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Katie, what are you loving this week? Okay, so I'm loving Hello Brand Charcoal Toothpaste. I bought it as an impulse buy at Target. $6. Apparently it works. Pulled you guys earlier. Two out of two said yes. My teeth are whiter. So I need to know, does it turn your teeth black before you rinse? Yes. It, the toothpaste is black and then your mouth looks like crazy black. I find that so satisfying. I buy charcoal everything just for that. So I had some charcoal powder that I got from Amazon. And like pure black. But the powder sucks because it gets everywhere, and then I dropped it, and then it literally <laughs> went everywhere. And I could not, I mean, it. I should have invited Sandra over to help me clean it up. Like, that would have just been her fucking nirvana. Um, <laughs> that yeah, would have been nice. Everywhere. And we, it actually stained the vinyl in our bathroom. Oh we just God. covered it up with the new floor. So, Did Amazon pay for your new floors? Because I would have been like, hey. Well, so that was the second time I'd gotten it. I'd gotten some because the first one came busted in the package from Amazon. So I opened it outside, thankfully, because I was like, ah, I'm so excited. I want my teeth to be black. Um, but like when I opened it, it was just like, poof. Like, <laughs> like, a, little, like a little powder bomb. Like an evil, evil glitter bomb. <laughs> yes. Aww. Like a angry bomb, angry glitter bomb. Anna, what are you loving? Well, not to sound like a basic bitch, but I'm loving lipstick this week um there's this brand i know mike i just got a big eye roll sorry <laughs> but no there's this brand called lipstick queen and they make amazing lipstick and i've really enjoyed it and it's like a super 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 universal jesus christ it's a universally flattering line of shades um and it's a little pricey, but it feels amazing. And I don't know about you, but if I'm without chapstick or something for the day, my day, like I'm the most gigantic raging bitch of all time. 
And so this lipstick makes me feel pretty, but also looks really nice and feels good. So lipstick queen. Cool. Yeah. You know, I'm just a lady. I like lipstick mm. and my husband and cleaning and cooking, I love cooking dinner. Casseroles. I want to vacuum, make sure that everything looks nice for him when he comes home after working so hard. I actually do like cleaning and cooking. And it's for I'm me, not, though. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> making fun of you. It's just not me at all. It's for my anxiety. Like, it diminishes it automatically. Yeah. No, your your birth spaghetti birthday cake was the first thing I'd cooked in like a year and a half. Not going to lie. Well, it was thebomb.com. I saved up all that <laughs> cooking energy for you, girl. <laughs> so, yeah, what I'm loving is always pizza. But this past weekend, we ordered it like every single night. <laughs> and so that just was great um crab cake balls okay yeah so we went to this super good seafood restaurant down in hilton head called skull creek delicious super cool place and they had these crab cake balls it was crab cake fried and you dipped in this really freaking good sauce that was like tartar sauce maybe or mayo base i don't even know but it was delicious so i ate a million of them and everyone should go down to Skull Creek and get these things. <laughs> so speaking of balls, I actually hung out with someone. No, I hung out with someone this weekend and she listened to our podcast. Again, Bridget, who recommended the Enneagram book. And she said she felt like we didn't focus on balls enough during the oral sex episode. So we really didn't talk about it. Maybe that's indicative of how we are during oral sex. You just ignore the balls. I've never been one. I've never been told to focus more on them we're getting the head shake from mike saying don't focus on the balls but i've gotten mixed reviews like in current versus past relationships like i've had some that say the guys are like don't get enough attention and then some that are like don't worry about it it doesn't matter so i think maybe it's a personal preference thing whether it's the holding or in the mouth stuff or anything like that I don't know, but that was just some listener feedback we got was not enough focus on balls. Well, speaking of balls, if you like to get your balls smashed or other weird shit done to your balls during sex, <laughs> our next episode is going to be about kinky stuff. So, <laughs> do y'all like that segue? That was great. If you like your balls getting tell smashed. Us, tell us all about your balls. <laughs> if you like your balls to be squeezed where they start bleeding, Ew. please let us know. Like a pimple. Gross. Ew. I bet someone out there does that. Do you like to have your ball literally busted during sex? (laughs) You can go to listenyoubeautifulbitch.com slash kinky and tell us all your weird freaky shit. And the best part is, is we don't know who you are. Um, We just don't know. It's all anonymous. I know we said we'd Google you and find you. We can't. We're not that smart. We don't. I don't know how to do that. I'm not a hacker. So send us your weird shit. We don't even remember our own password for things. So we're not going to find you. (laughs) If I could, if I had a dollar for every time I had to change my password at work. I mean, it's twice a week. I call the help desk twice a week. And they're like, do you need it reset again? And I'm like, yeah. So I did something that really helped me that might help you. I started a spreadsheet on Excel. Mm -hmm. Or have all of the things that I use because I literally use like, tw- like, what? What? Well, people actually know how to hack. 
<laughs> All I have to do is find the one spreadsheet. <laughs> it's saved on my the cloud drive. So yeah. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's <offline. laughs> But Sandra this has all her personal information <laughs> online, accessible to everyone. It's been helpful, though. <laughs> it's accessible to you and the rest of the world. <laughs> to be fair, I do the exact same thing. It makes you feel cool. better. In fact, all of our Listen You Beautiful Bitch stuff is... I have a spreadsheet now. ...on a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. accessible to the world. Don't. If they know how to find it. Mm-hmm. Which you don't. <laughs> Don't go into now because I'm no. about to say it. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, send us your weird stuff. We want to hear it. We, we want to fucking giggle at it next time. Y'all are fucking weirdos. We've gotten a lot of really good ones already. Like really good ones. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna be able to read all of them on the next episode. I think we should save some and like disperse them out. Like I when mean, we, we need a laugh. Like maybe just we just pull one out of a jar on occasion. Oh. We could have a kink corner. Honestly, like, get rid of what we're crying about. Kinky corner. Kinky corner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next time, kinky corner. Yeah. No, y'all are fucking weirdos, and we love it because we're weirdos too. So we're submitting ours anonymously. We don't know who's or who's. Like I said, unless you talk about Chris Evans constantly in real life and, and in kinky life. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> but yeah, so we're just gonna print out all the emails. And I'm going to shuffle them around and everybody gets a certain number and we're just going to read them out loud. So no way for us to know if we're reading each other's or reading your weird ass stuff. Just tell us. Send the link to your friends. We don't care. I'm going to create an accent specifically for each one that I read. (laughs) So I'll read it over and be like that. This person's probably from Korea. so. (laughs) (laughs) So get ready for that. Kim Jong. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> we're drunk and we're leaving you now. Goodbye. Bye. I'm not drunk. Bye. Yes, you are. I am. This has been Listen, You Beautiful Bitch, a shady self help podcast for our younger selves. We hope that you like what you heard. So if you did, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe at wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Later, bitches.